0: Welcome to Bailey's Writing Tips Podcast Short Stories episode number 40, a series of three short stories and some six worders, or four short stories all under 500 words, with one episode every four weeks, usually being released on the last Sunday of each month. To date, these have been the flash fiction that have appeared on my blog as Flash Fiction Fridays, and I'll give my email address out later should you like to submit your own. In the meantime, there are loads of writing tips on morganbailey.wordpress.com forward slash writing 101. So the blog address is morganbailey, that's M O R G E N, bailey.wordpress.com and click on the Writing 101 page. Today's stories are the ninth batch of six-word stories by William Bortz, Salvatore Batucci, Tony Tibbenham, Mark K, Steph Post, Maria, Roger Hearn, Joan H Young, K S Tan, and Yours Truly. Then three longer pieces, drawings, two hundred and fifty-five words by poet, short story author, and blogger Jade Kennedy, where there is hope, there is hunger. 420 words by Chris Farley, and both sides, 302 words by myself. I won't be critiquing them, but just simply reading them out, and I hope you enjoy this format. So, firstly, the six-word stories, copyright the respective authors. By William Bortz, writer, barista, dreamer. Number one, my dreams match those of birds. Number two, these hands cannot open unfamiliar doors. Number three, on blackjack tables, vows are sold. Then three by Salvatore Petucci lives life in flashes. Number one, give the old devil his due due. Number two, my apple rotted, call Dr. Smith. Number three, the short of it, I'm sleepy. Then three by Tony Tibbenham, writing because I must. Number one, fizzy drink, add ice cream, lush dessert. Number two, take one, another, chocolate box empty. Number three, love husband, lust elsewhere, pay lawyers. And three by Mark K, a writer, trying hard. Number one. Serial killer murders his own breakfast. There's two spellings of serial. Number two, time goes faster now I'm old. Number three, she could model for roadkill. And one by Steph Post, tattooed teacher, also writer. So her six-worder is turned around, made eye contact, never mind. And three by Maria. My dog is my muse. Number one. Worried eyes. I care. Let's talk. Number two. Clock ticks. Time passes. Why me? Number three. Just pet me. I love you. And three by Roger Hearn. South London's Raymond Chandler. Number one. It's behind you. Run. Too late. Number two, tick tock, tick tock, tick bang. And number three, time, the deadly slow motion assassin. And then three by Joan H. Young, terminal wanderlust victim. Number one, gone fishing, never returned, not missed. Number two, green shoots gasping through late snow. Number three, Drink this, she said. Coroner's inquest. And two by K.S. Tan. Imagination, the ultimate frontier. Number one. Lost, and yet this is home. Number two. Daddy, can you hear me cry? And finally, three by yours truly, Morgan Bailey. Morgan with an E. Number one. Unwanted goldfish. Eaten. Carrot stick. Number two. Confession. Forgiveness. Practical joke gone wrong. Number three. Lonely in a crowd. Misses her. And now three longer pieces of flash fiction. The first is Drawings, copyright Jade Kennedy. It started quietly on an autumn morning when the mists hugged everything to them and left nothing untouched. As the leaves fell, taking a song from the weather, so too did the ink fall from her skin. Those interweaving roses and ivy, thriving with leaves and hidden birds, lost its place in her delicate frame and slowly started to fade away, falling from her in graceful reverence, almost like a sensual dance. More ink faded away. Her fingertips dripped dark reds and blacks, leaving a trail of feathers. Leaves and petals when she walked. She gave away those last birds and roses to others in the small hope of saving them, but they all wept through her fingers like sand, like so much lost time. The draining of colour, and all that adorned her, didn't stop with her skin. Her hair became as dull and brittle as ash, her beautiful blonde colouring being carried towards the clouds by a storm over a river. Silvered with fish. Lips that lost their pink joyful tint were replaced with a grey hue rich in melancholy. Within three days she stood before a mirror and watched her tears wash away the hazel from her eyes, a white canvas, beautiful, plain, and colourless. Holding her hands to the sky, she called on the gods that took her beauty and that which coloured her soul feeling her dry skin as distant and lifeless as a broken shell. Now, all that she is would have to come from the inside. And now, where there is hope there is hunger, copyright Christopher Farley. The bees were the first noticeable difference. Within just a few days there weren't any. The pollen must have been modified in the same way the plants had been. The honey stocks fell quicker than a suicidal stockbroker after a Wall Street crash. They told us to be patient, and that they would replenish the honey from laboratory stock, which they did. I don't know what the hell it was made from, but it was soft, runny and sweet, so I guess some people were happy. However, honey wasn't the biggest problem. After all, we had sugar, if we had the money to buy it. I didn't. I just lost my sweet tooth. At the same time, plant species started dying, and dying quicker than post-meteorite dinosaurs at that. I guessed it must have been impossible to cross-pollinate something out of the test tube. The bees must have thought so anyway. Why the government eggheads couldn't think of it, I'll never know. After all, it seems obvious now, doesn't it? However, unless you're a vegetarian, the food chain doesn't stop with wheat and honey flowers. Animals in the food chain all reliant on one another, just started disappearing, leaving only scavengers, rats and the like, to sift through the remains, and there were plenty of those. So three years ago I took to the mountains, where I managed to get by, living off the fruits of the forest, trapping what I could and making flour from chestnuts, which helped me get through the winter. It's strange, I relocated to the mountains to try eke out an existence, while the bears and wolves moved down into the towns, looking for easy pickings, which made it perfect, for a short while anyway. It's now October, and I haven't even seen a squirrel, let alone eaten one, for at least four months, and my stomach feels as if it's touching my backbone. At least the water in the rivers is clean, and I drink plenty of it. Wait. Water. The ocean. There have to be fish in the ocean. My stomach cramps and rumbles, and I feel a new spirit of survival running through me. Taking a swig of water, I look up at the early sprinkling of snow on the peaks far above me, and doubt gnaws at me, like I gnaw tree bark. This year there's little fruit, and the chestnut trees are barren. Crossing this mountain range in winter would be hard at any time. It'll be worse with no food." And finally, Both Sides, a two-part story. Copyright Morgan Bailey. Why are there two lorries in our street? What? What? Uh, two recycling lorries. They're like buses. Nothing for ages, then two come along together. I don't know. Maybe they're going in opposite directions and this is where they meet up. On a one-way street? I don't know, Vera. Come away from the window, the neighbours will think you are spying on them. Not spying on anyone. I know that, Vera, although you are staring at the bin men. That's clever. What? One lorry's collecting from one side of the road, and the other lorry behind it's doing the other side. There we go, Mrs Marple. Mystery sold. She wasn't married, was she? Who, oh dear? Miss Marple. No, but... Never mind. What's for lunch? Stan the bin Lee shook his head as he put on the handbrake. He watched his colleagues in front collecting the bins from the left side of the street and another lorry load of council-contracted workers collecting from the other side. This was their first week on the new rota and it was one they most disagreed with. Stan had told his wife Ava the suits didn't know their asses from their elbows. Ava, being an English teacher, had tutted and walked back into the kitchen. Stan knew there'd been complaints, when not all the rubbish was collected, so the suits would have to go back to the old plan. He saw number 72's curtains move. He smiled at the face he imagined to be behind it, an old dear, probably, with nothing better to do because her husband's had the sense to run off with his bridge partner. There'd be another version of her at the end of the route, lifting up the phone at a minute past six because her rubbish was still outside. A slap on the passenger door made Stan jump. He nodded and released the handbrake. Now a little about the authors of the three longer flash fiction pieces. Jade Kennedy is a writer of poetry, prose, flash fiction and a collector of borrowed expressions. She lives in East Yorkshire, UK. Her poetry has been included in various scenes and she's now looking to find more homes for her flash fiction. Her blog is Poetry Musings at jadekennedypoet.blogspot.co.uk Chris Farley He lived a sheltered life in the wilds of Kent, in England, from where he was saved by the written word, so much so that he still corresponds with certain people with a pen and paper. Upon moving to London... A bit like Dick Whittington, searching for streets of gold, he happened upon a beautiful Italian lady who later decided to take him to the sunny realms of southern Switzerland, where he can still be found smiling inanely, continuously in search of vice beer. When he's not working or drinking, he sits in front of the computer, searching for fictional inspiration. You can find Chris via his blogs, ChristopherFarley.wordpress.com, and Talking Tosh. Wordpress.com. Based in Northamptonshire, England, Morgan Bailey, Morgan with an E is a prolific blogger, podcaster, editor, critiquer, chair of NWG, which runs the annual H. E. Bates Short Story Competition, head judge for the NLG Flash Fiction Competition, she's also a freelance author of numerous dark and light short stories, novels, articles, and the very occasional dabbler of poetry. Like her, her blog, morganbailey.wordpress.com, is consumed by all things literary. She also recently created five online writing groups and an interview-only blog. Her debut novel is the Chicklet ebook, The Serial Data's Shopping List. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I look forward to bringing you the next episode of Short Stories in a month's time. All the links mentioned in these shows are listed on the podcast short stories page of my blog, morganbailey.wordpress.com. A reminder, the spelling of my name is M-O-R-G-E-N, just to be different, morganbailey.wordpress.com. And my email address is morgan at morganbailey.com. This podcast is available via iTunes, Google's Feedburner, Podbean, when it catches up, Podcasters, which takes even longer. And Podcast Alley, which doesn't list the episodes but will let you subscribe.